Hello and welcome. Hope you are all doing well as I'm getting this episode out a day later than normal. It is a Monday, a holiday, and a rare day off during the week for me. And I slept in this morning later than I usually do, and I was thinking about the podcast, and I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just skip it this week, and blah, 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 then I was enjoying myself, just kind of laying there, and I got my coffee going, and started sipping that, and then I brought up the document that I had started earlier in the week, as I was scripting for this episode, and I just kind of wrote a bunch of stuff, and we'll see how it goes. Beautiful day here in the Midcoast, Maine. I just walked to our local co-op health food store, bought some hippie feet popcorn. And uh, my daughter works there as well, but I didn't see her. She's in the background making sandwiches and all that. I was hoping to catch her during our lunch break, but I didn't see her. Uh, We are going to my sister's house later this afternoon, and hopefully it'll still be sunny and hot, and we'll jump in the lake. Anywho, I was uh, listening to music the other day, as I often do, and a song came to mind that I hadn't heard in a while. Uh, The song being Audio Slaves, I Am the Highway. I say it is by Audio Slave, but this song is truly a gem written by Chris Cornell, the late, great Chris Cornell. He was a lead singer of Audio Slave previously. He, uh, as many of you know, was the lead singer and founder, founding member of Soundgarden. The live versions of I Am the Highway, uh, I really enjoy. I will share in the notes, and if you have read the notes already, the live studio version that I appreciate. Because unlike the album version, the live versions of this typically start with him just singing while he's playing an acoustic guitar. As his vocals would build towards the last half of the song, the rest of the musicians would join him. And it just, the song ended with just this really powerful energy and emotion. Uh, afterwards, I'm left with chills. I, I, I truly am. I can watch this multi- and listen to it multiple times, and I'm just left with absolute chills. It's the same type of feeling I wish other people could feel with me for uh, for this same purpose. However, maybe the song doesn't move others the way it moves me. Um, I mean, some individuals may feel chills after listening to You're the Inspiration by Chicago. And now I worry about these people. Uh, but if, hey, if that gives you chills, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It reminds me of my sister listening to it in her bedroom when I was in junior high, uh, and she would sing to it way off key. Oh, that was brutal. Uh, It was brutal. Anyway, the message of I Am The Highway, it's really explained by many metaphors that basically allude to this simple principle. You may not think that I'm that great, but I'm going to do everything within myself to make sure that I feel great about myself. Take the lyrics from the second verse of the song. Friends and liars don't wait for me. Because I'll get on all by myself. 
I put millions of miles under my heels, and still, too close to you, I feel. So, it's like he recognizes what's not good for him. He knows what he needs to do. He needs to distance himself from a situation that is unhealthy for him. But in doing so, he still feels strong towards this person. In other words, as you play games with me, and I know you're not into me, I'm going to force myself to move on in spite of my strong feelings towards you, which will go away with time and distance. We know this. It doesn't make the pain any less sometimes, but we know with time and distance, we can get over someone. It sucks. It's an awful feeling to be interested in someone, perhaps be in love with someone and not have the same feeling uh, being reciprocated. Excuse me, I got a cough off to the side for a minute so you don't hear it. <coughs> Excuse me. The last time I truly, truly fell in love uh, was the year 1999. Uh, this was to uh, Rachel, the woman I was married to for 18 years, together with for 20 Right around this time, 1999, in the summer of 1999, maybe the fall, I read a Rolling Stone interview of Chris Cornell. It was a very, very brief interview. Uh, He was off doing his solo tour at that point, his first ever solo tour. I remember he repeated the story he had told in past interviews on how he didn't talk to anyone for two months. In this particular interview, he added that a huge part of the reason was because he was falling in love during that two-month period. And now I've talked about this concept before. The realization you are falling in love puts you in an extreme vulnerable position that you may not be completely ready for, especially emotionally. With individuals that are prone to depression, this can be even more difficult. Now, it appears that Chris Cornell struggled with his own self-worth and acceptance of others loving him, which is completely, completely relatable. So when you hear the lyrics of the chorus of the same song, I Am the Highway, I am not your rolling wheels. I am the highway. I am not your carpet ride. I am the sky. I am not your blowing wind. I am the lightning. I am not your autumn moon. I am the night. And you are standing there after listening to this with your pants on the ground while being completely and fully taunted. Perhaps you can relate to the times you are practicing self-encouragement during these times of rejection and or loss. It is sad with our, that with artistic genius, oftentimes comes the reality of emotional and mental struggles. The fact that many of these geniuses die as a result of addiction is a sad testament to the troubling thoughts that they can't escape. In Chris Cornell's case, he uh, died by suicide, hanging himself, but so it was really a result of depression, but he did have addiction issues uh, previously. Perhaps during the time that remains... uh, Uh, topic of dispute but anyway it just shows that often with genius intense creativity also comes this emotional pain what are we left with we are left with beautiful lyrics and accompanying music while many times i'm sure these artists would give every ounce of talent 
every ounce of success that they've had just to shake their heads of their personal demons. And kind of switching gears just a tiny bit. So if you're like, I have a fifth gear and maybe have like a 4.5 gear, that's what we're shifting to. We're not really shifting to four. We're shifting to about 4.5. All right. Getting, I'm getting metaphorical on you, aren't I? (laughs) Getting back to the concept of feeling unlovable and alone when you truly aren't, I threw a question out there on the Twitter sphere. Uh, This is what I asked. Have you ever found it difficult to walk away from someone who you were interested in, but the feelings weren't mutual? The responses I received are the following. This is from Lady Andaniam. I I hope I am pronouncing her name correctly. I mentioned her in a previous podcast. Uh, Very uh, sweet lady has a a podcast that you should check out. Um, Yeah, I just hope I... I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Perhaps, Lady Andaniam, if you want to send me just a voice recording of how you pronounce your name, just, I mean, I'll take three seconds to do. Feel free to do that, but certainly you don't have to. If not, I'll assume I am pronouncing your name correctly. Anyway, her response was, I did, but I stood firm in going no contact. And now, question mark, I can care less what he is up to more fish in the sea and she left a kissing emoji yes uh she couldn't care less what he is up to more fish in the sea kissing emoji yeah some of the kids do the uh, kissing emoji there uh to this i responded uh, this is the best attitude to have it's like the old cliche of one door closes and two more will open i hear that often when I have a great job interview, and uh, they don't hire me. They refuse me. They hire somebody else. But every time that's happened, other opportunities open up that I'm better suited for. So that's great. And the same can be applied when it comes to dating relationships. I firmly believe that. Another response uh, I received was, when is this show coming on? Uh, Tag me with the link. (laughs) That was at Cat Roden Gogan. I love that name at cat roden gogan i don't think i was a follower of at cat roden gogan uh, before that uh, response but i believe i am now so i'm hoping at cat roden gogan listens to this episode and uh, we'll go from there if you have a podcast i can't remember if at cat roden gogan has a podcast or not but if this if you do i will ensure that I listen to it. Sometimes it takes me a while to get to listening to podcasts because I'm listening to so much. Uh, lately, it's just been straight up music. I haven't because I'm learning songs to play in a cover band that I'm in. But uh, there will be opportunity for me in the future to listen to podcasts that I have yet to check out, and I promise I will. Uh, this is from my buddy, uh, Stinky Dad Glenn. Stinky Dad Glenn is my favorite Uh, Canadian. He's from Bigfoot, Canada. He says, I find it's uh, usually more about breaking the communication habit. It becomes routine to text someone, so it's tough for time. But once the habit is broken, it gets easier. Now, if I could apply this theory to cigarettes, he's got a thinking emoji. Yes, yeah. Now, if I could only apply this theory to cigarettes and with a thinking emoji. 
uh, yeah, that, yeah, and good luck to you with that. I, I quit smoking many decades ago at this point. But, yeah, you really have to, it, it's tough to do it, but breaking the habit of uh, communication is uh, kind of key here. And the same thing with smoking cigarettes. Just break the habit of doing it. You'll be fine. You're not going to die because you smoke because you quit smoking. Yeah, on the other hand, you're going to die if you smoke. You can't, you know, the odds are against you. Uh, they are. Okay. Well, I had a grandfather that lived to 105, and he smoked till he was 83. Well, yes, there are exceptions to the rule, but I mean, hey, if I took a, uh, I'm not even going to get into metaphors with that one. Just quit smoking. You know it's bad for you. Um, and any, Okay, so anyway, actually, my friend from the state of Canada brings up an excellent point. To truly break yourself from hope, if you can't shake it, uh, this this feeling of hope, if you can't shake it, of having a person fall in love with you is to break off communication. Block them on your phone and social media. Also, you must cease asking your friends about how this person's doing and if they ask about you. Enough. Stop it. It's not healthy. Move on. Check out the other doors that are open for you. And that's all the Twitter responses I received on that question. And I never know... Uh, what to type on Twitter. Never, ever know what to type on Twitter. It has been a while since I've had a tweet get much attention. However, much like my life of relationships, romance, and intimacy, I do remain hopeful. I know someday I will have a bazillion responses to a simple tweet, such as, uh, for example, if I type this in, Boy, my coffee sure is tasting great this morning. Well, some stranger will say, yeah, mine is too. I tried distilled ice water this morning, and wow, what a difference. And another may say, yeah, mine too. I'm trying the beans that are fermented in monkey dung. Wow, what a difference. And I'll get a bunch of retweets of this and new followers, and some may ask me back, what's your secret to good coffee? And to this, I'll answer, I buy bricks of Starbucks dark roast at the used food store. And this will spark a side conversation, you see. Uh, now that I think of it, I'm going to post this exact tweet later in the week and just watch my master plan unfold. And by the end of uh, this tweet, which will just get responses for four days afterwards. I'm going to get like 110 new followers, I bet. We'll see. I see. And as I press enter after I type the tweet, I may even do a villain-type giggle, like, ooh. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that works out. Anywho, today's the 4th of July, and I tell you what, it's been a great weekend of playing music, Spending time with dear friends and family. Uh, I, perfect, perfect weather. I mean, so hard today. I really haven't done anything uh, but type this script. I did go to the co-op, as I mentioned earlier. And uh, actually, I sat at a bench, ate a sandwich that I bought at the uh, co-op. I'm saving my hippie feet popcorn for later. I bought a little treat for a very dear friend of mine. And um, I bought this Herber, Herber Marte uh, tea. And uh, I think the reason why I'm so hyped up is from that Herber Marte tea. It's like an organic energy drink, so it's good for me, uh, even though it's loaded with caffeine. But it's organic ca caffeine. It says so right on the can. So I am good to go. 
Uh, like I said, going to take my daughter to my sister's place this afternoon, see my mom, dad, other family members and friends, hopefully maybe go out on a boat ride, burning fossil fuels for recreation, which I don't agree with, so I'm playing hypocrite on that one, but it's a nice day for it. Uh, just to justify my burning of fossil fuels for recreation, I will jump off the boat in the middle of the lake, which I like to do on beautiful, warmish days. Anywho, keep the feedback coming my way, whether it be positive or negative, it's always constructive, and I love to hear from you. I hope to catch up on other podcasts soon, as mentioned before, and appreciate all of the continued support. Until next time, I love you all, and have a good rest of your week.